the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this lesson from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from the Scriptures will equip and motivate you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join our guest speaker as we study the Word together. Uh, so today, it's going to be about stewardship, and like I said, this was intended for small group, so we're going to share that with everybody. So uh, stewardship is not one of the funnest things to talk about, but it is in the Bible, and uh, uh, we are called to be stewards. So, okay, so let's see. We don't have anything about my spouse does, so that's pretty smart right there, but remember, they can't see who voted, so that's not, you don't have to worry about that, but uh, but that's... Uh, you can go ahead and get that off of there and just go to that front slide. But those are all wrong answers. Okay, so we don't own anything. This is stewardship. Right away we're going to jump in. God owns it all. Okay, so I guess if you pick that last one, we share. And you're kind of right, but still, not all the way. But, um, so, uh, but uh, how I'm going to do this today is we're going to be in Matthew 25. And uh, if you have a Bible, please open it. Uh, there's not going to be Bible verses on the screens that will have the reference, but you're going to have to do some of the work today. Sorry about that. But uh, I enjoy it when people read their Bible, especially in small group. Normally, I share the responsibility of reading the Bible, so I'm not going to call anybody today, but just keep that in mind that I like it. I'll try not to do it, but for the people in the front row, I might. But uh, we'll be in Matthew 25, and we're going to be in Luke 19. And uh, like I said, we're just going to read a little, and then we're going to dive into it, read a little bit more, and dive into that. So, uh, But with that, like I said, it's going to be about stewardship. And the thing about stewardship, I need to do this too, is Jesus is coming back. And that, that's an amazing thing to think about, and we need to know that. Okay. So, And does he have any expectations when he comes back? Okay. That's something we normally don't think about. And then does he own everything? Yes, he does. Okay. He owns everything. And at the end, we'll go over the things that he does own, and we'll go over that. But uh, uh, like I said, I love you all. I don't know all of you. I can name some names, and I know I've spent time talking to you guys, but just right off the bat, I love you all. And this is not a a message intended to uh, call anybody out, but uh, it is in the Bible, and uh, I enjoy diving into that and just going over it. So we're going to dive into it. In Matthew 25... We're going to start in verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to their ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Boo. If you can't tell, digging your possessions in the ground is a big boo. Okay. But uh, so right away, our master left, and he left his property to his servants. Okay. So I think we're all okay calling Jesus our master. Okay. And spoiler, he is. Okay. But um, uh, and then we can see what they did with these talents. Right away, they got these talents, and they put them to work. They didn't have a delegation, sit there, oh, what do we do with these talents? I don't know what we do with them. They put them to work, okay? And then we can see what that third servant did. He dug a hole and put it in the ground. So who knows what a talent is? 
Anybody know what a talent is? Talent? Do you? Okay. You don't get to come up here, so I'm not picking on you. But uh, a talent, it's a measure, it, it, it's a measurement of weight for precious metal. So gold, silver, that kind of thing, okay? And if you don't know what a talent is, it kind of just defeats this whole purpose. So for the math people, we're going to do this. And I'm not a math person, so uh, just hang on a second. Okay, so one talent is 16 and a half years of work for wages. So what you make in 16 and a half years, that would be one talent. Okay. And then let's just say you make 55K a year. That comes out to over $900,000. That's one talent. One guy got five. One guy got two. Another guy got one. Okay. And uh, I have the math broken down in here, but these are big numbers I'm not used to saying. But uh, that's just... Oh, boy. Okay. And then we're going to continue to read here. Uh, After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other, brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge over many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Okay. Uh, So we're going to stop there before we talk about the second one or the third servant. But first, the master is returning after a long time. He did not tell them, hey, I'm going to come back five years, ten years. So put this money to work, and I'll see you when I get back. He came after a long time, and I think we have a problem with that today. Jesus is coming back. We know that, but we don't know when. And unfortunately, uh, we struggle with that. Um, and this is just something that came to my head. In my job, I have to wear safety glasses. You just wear safety glasses. And you uh, do that every day. You never get hit in the face, ever. You take the safety glasses off, what do you think happens? You're going you're gonna to get hit in the well, face, eyes, what you don't expect because it's never happened. You took that safety off, boom, gotcha, okay? But uh, that, that's because I had that security. Oh, you know, I've done this for a year. I'm okay. Well, no, you do that because it could happen any time, okay? Our master re- can return any time. And I think that I, I like that he said after a long time, and we can relate to that. Um. Let's see here. Now, the other thing is, before we get into how he said all this, it, did you see how he handed out different talents to different people? They didn't all get the same. One guy got five. One guy got two. One guy got one. And then we see what they did with it, and it says, according to their own ability. So Jesus, he knows our ability. He knows what we can do with what he gives us. But that second servant, did he, he, didn't, he still went and put it to work. He didn't just not do anything with it because the other guy got five, you know. And then it says here, you know, Master, you entrusted me with two. See, I give you, here's two more. It's not, well, hey, I only got two, and uh, this is what I did with it. But, you know, he gave you five, but he also got five, so he kind of gave you more because you gave him more. He gave him what he could give him back, okay. And then um, I also love the phrasing here. I don't know if you guys caught this. I didn't emphasize it on purpose because I'm going to do it now. So um, let's see. So the man with the two talents and the one with the five talents said, Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, 
I have two more. Okay, so let's picture this. Master, you gave me two talents. See? I have two more. He is excited. You just don't come up and say, see, looky here, when you're not excited. Uh, I have three little kids. I know how that works. And it's all, it, I don't know, sometimes it's not worth being excited over. But anyway, um, <laughs> but they are, and they're excited to see me. They're excited. Look, look, see? And they both got different amounts, and they both came and said the same thing. Look, this is what you gave me. Look, this is what I did with it. That's a blessing. And we can see what he says to that. Come and share your master's happiness. Boy, I can't imagine that. But, uh, okay, before we get to that third servant, like I said, math, people. I'm not math, people, okay? But anyway, first servant, they got over, he got over, $4.5 million, which is 82 and a half years wages. That's what he got, okay? And he turned it into over $22.5 million, Okay? Second servant got almost two million, thirty-three years wages, and he turned it into almost three and a half million dollars. So that's something to be I mean, now that we're talking about money, that is something to be excited about. You did some work, you got something back. The master that gave you everything that you have, you know, I like I like that. Okay. But um let's see here. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the third servant, which, like I said, boo, he hit it in the ground. So uh, if you don't know or if you haven't read this, he uh, doesn't get anything good at him. Um, Let's see. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid, went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, hear what belongs to you. Hmm. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers. So when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him and throw and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Does that third servant know the master the same way the first two do? I'm going to say no, he doesn't. The first two were excited when he was coming and they were excited. Okay. The third one came and said, here's what belongs to you. I'm afraid of you. I went and hit it in the ground. Here, have it back. Then the master says, so you know that, huh? You know that about me? Why didn't you at least give it to the bank if you're so afraid of me? And then I could have got something back. The other thing is, if the master didn't want to give anything to him, did he have to? He didn't have to. He gave it to him to do something with. Now, I believe our master... Master, I believe uh, the master knows all our own abilities. But anyway, if he didn't want to give it to him, he didn't have to. He gave it to him. And what he did with it is he took it and buried it in the ground. But, uh, but we can tell he does not know the master the same way as the first two do. And, um, and the common sense thing to do, I, I mean, this, this, I like to keep things simple. Okay, if 
my boss says, hey, here's things. I'm going to be gone a while. Do something with them. I'm at least going to do something with them. If I'm going to rearrange them so they look different, I'm going to do something. Okay? At least if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to try to do something. But, um, I mean, he didn't, he didn't do anything with it. And then it says the servant was casted out. Okay? So, like I said, this is a parable. Okay? And in this parable, he's talking about his second coming. And this is in the middle of other parables on his second coming. But talent, can we agree that that doesn't, that's not, it's not just about money, okay? He used something that they would understand. And not only that, but, I mean, today we could be using billion dollars, okay? We understand the, the number of that. But a talent doesn't represent just money, okay? A talent, it, it's everything, okay? It's our belongings. It's our friendships. It's our family, our opportunities, our jobs, and even things that we feel, love, joy, and peace. And uh, so we're going to stop there, and I'm going to go to Luke. Now, Luke, it's a parable, and it's the same thing. Okay, now, he's telling us at a different time, but uh, I guess pastors tell the same service or the same sermon more than once, and they change it. Is that right, Paul? Do you give it? Never. It's all... It's all original. Okay, well, I'm not calling on you again. Okay, so, but, um, but anyway, so this is a parable, same kind of thing. And uh, just as a backdrop to this, uh, he thinks that, I mean, not him, but uh, the people think that the kingdom of God was going to come while Jesus was here. They thought that. They didn't think he was going to leave and then he was going to come back. They thought it was coming around the corner. And um, we're just going to dive right into this. But uh, while they were listening to this, He went on to tell him a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. And then he said, Jesus, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then return. Okay, nobleman, spoiler, it's Jesus, okay? And this does sound a lot like the other parable. He's here, he's going to leave, okay? But uh, anyway, let's dive in, okay. Uh, but, but, uh, okay. So he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minutes. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for his servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. Okay. So a minna. What's a minna? Anybody know? Not Paul. Okay, a minna, same thing. Not Brad either. But uh, minna is the same thing. It's money. Now, a talent looks, that's a lot bigger than a minna. A minna is four months' wages. So I don't know about you guys, but I would take four months' wages like today. I think we all would. But, uh, but, um, but this sounds kind of familiar. Called his servants. He gave them things. Am I doing it? Am I doing it the right way? Okay. But... Uh, but he gave them all the same amount. They all got a minna. Okay? And then uh, it says here, put this money to work until I come back. So he gives them direct direction here. Put this money to work until I come back. Same thing, though. He didn't tell them when he was coming back. Hey, I'm going to be back in three weeks. Here's this. Do something with it. It's, hey, I'm going to come back. Do something with this. Okay. But uh, let's see here. Now, the subjects are not the servants. We need to distinguish that. Those are two different people. Okay? The subjects didn't want him to be king, and they hated him. 
and they sent a delegation after him. Now, a delegation, that's something they did back then. If a king was going to go be king, they would send a delegation and say if they wanted him or didn't want him. They did that back then. Now, this didn't work, okay? However, he was made king, okay? But that's what they did. But uh, Jesus is going to be king. It does not matter your views on that. He is our king, and he's coming back. And uh, we probably know a lot of people that don't really live that out or think about that, but it's truth, and it's going to happen. And then uh, it says that he called his servants because he wanted to see what they did with his gifts. Now, the other thing is, so the servants are in a place where there are people that don't want him to be king. And they're left there to do work. Is that a good environment or a, probably not the best environment to do work in? Just saying, back to keeping this simple. If my boss says, here's this, and uh, do something with it, and the people that are around me that don't like my boss and he leaves... That's not going to be the funnest spot to be in. Uh, they're going to say, well, I mean, you can just put that to yourself. You know, hey, we don't want him to be king. He's not going to be king while you're doing this work. That's just an example. But it, but we're going to find out they still did work. They still did things. Okay. Uh, and we're going to continue on here. So this is after he left. He came back. Now he called his servants and wanted to see what they did with what he gave them. The first one came and said, Sir, your minute has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied. Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. The second came and said, Sir, your minute has earned five more. His master answered, You take, part, you take charge of five cities. So I'm not a money guy, but there are money people here. You take one minna, you turn it into ten minas. That's 40 months wages. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty good amount. Now, ten cities. Did a little research here, and I found out a city budget, the budget itself is like 200 pages. So if you're going to read that, make sure you have time for that. But O'Fallon has a yearly budget of $87 million. So let's times that by ten, because he's running ten cities now. But... He went, that's, that's some major jumpage there. Four months wages, 40 months wages. Now he's running like 10 cities. Okay, and let's just say like O'Fallon. That's $87 million a pop. That's pretty, I don't know. If, ooh, okay, but now the guy with one minute. Okay, he got five. Now he's running five cities. Now the master in this, and we can see this, he's still pleased. They both got the same thing, but they returned two different Two different things. One guy did ten, one guy did five. But he's still pleased with that. And we know from the other parable, I mean, he's, he knows our abilities. But the fact that I can give to my king what I can. He's not expecting something. He's not expecting all, all his servants to give him back ten minutes. He's not expecting them to get a minute and give him a talent. He's expecting them to do work until he comes back and do something with it. But that's just what I saw there. Now, the other thing is business. Is there, is there a lot of failure in business? I think we can answer that. Is there failures? Yes. Is there, uh, I wrote this down because I didn't remember. I said failures and non-failures, but that didn't really seem right. Uh, what did I say? Losses and gains. There we go. Losses and gains. That's a fancy word. But, um, but they still did business. 
So can we assume that they had losses and gains when he was gone? Yes, we can. Business isn't pretty, and they probably had losses and gains, but that's better than not doing anything. Um, So we're going to go ahead. We're going to dive back into this. Then another servant came and said, Sir, here is your minna. I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. Boo. I was afraid of you because you are a hard man. Boo is not in the scripture. That was me, just so everyone. I forgot it's not on the board, but um, let's see here. Uh, I knew that you are a hard man. You take what you did not put in and reap what you did not sow. His master replied, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I'm a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow? Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so then I could come back? I could have collected it with interest. Then he said to those standing there, take his minnow away from him and give it to the one who has ten. Sir, they said, he already has ten. We could probably understand that. Sir, that guy's running ten cities now. He had, he had one, he had ten, now he's doing ten cities. What's another minna? He already has ten. And he replied, I tell you that everyone who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away. So, same thing as the other parable. That servant doesn't know the king as well as the other ones do. And he's afraid, just as afraid as the other guy was. And then he put it in his pocket. He didn't dig a hole, but he put it in his pocket. But it's the same king. It's not a different king. It's the same king for all of them. And, um, And then same thing with if he didn't want that servant to have it. If he didn't want him to have it, he didn't have to give it to him. But he did. And then um, then he says, even everyone who has, more will be given. But the one who has nothing, even what he has, will be taken away. Uh, now, there's still more to this Luke, but I kind of want to take a little break here. Uh, remember, I love you, and this is in the Bible, so there was no getting around this. But the It's not enjoyable, but it's biblical. And he says, but those enemies of mine who do not want me to be king over them, remember those people who sent the delegation after him, bring them here and kill them in front of me. That's the end of that parable, but that's kind of hard to hear a little bit. Uh, We don't like to hear that, but we we sometimes have a hard time with Jesus and judgment but that's what he's talking about this is his second return he's coming back and uh, in the first parable okay he calls that lazy well he calls that servant wicked lazy and worthless and he says throw him out where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth but we know jesus is coming back now the first time jesus was here um He cried, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, I long to gather you like a mother hen gathers her chicks. Okay. That's the first time Jesus was here. The second time Jesus comes here, he's still the same Jesus, but he's coming back as our king and a ruler. And then uh, in Matthew 7, Jesus says, Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. The second time Jesus is coming back, in Revelations it explains this, but 
He's, he's going to have eyes blazing like fire. He's going to rule with an iron scepter, and he's going to have, with justice, he's, he judges and makes war. Okay? In Isaiah, it says, See, the Lord is coming with fire, and his chariots are like a whirlwind. He will bring down his anger and fury, and his rebuke with flames of fire. It's pretty serious stuff, but uh, I'm actually going to close now if the band wants to come up. Um, that's not easy to talk about, but it's, it's biblical. And then that's our Jesus. So how are you looking towards the king's return? Are you excited or are you afraid? Are you putting things to work? Or do you have them in your pocket or a hole in the ground? You know, Jesus loves us. Our master and our king loves us. And he paid a debt that we can't pay back. Um, Jesus, the first time he was here, he rode on a donkey. The next time our king comes back, he's going to be on a white stallion. Okay. The first time he was here, he wore thorns on his head. The next time our king comes back, he's going to be wearing a crown. Our king took a punishment we made for ourselves. He died on the cross, was buried, and he rose again on the third day. He did that because he loves us. And we, as his servants, we need to repent and turn away from our sin. Okay. It, this parable here, long time until he comes back. And uh, we all feel like our life is a long time, majority of us. And, you know, he did what he did because he loved us. Or he still loves us. And we as his servants, we need to repent and turn our face away from sin and to our king and believe in Jesus. This parable kind of just spoke to me. And like I said, I was going to share it with my small group. But I guess you guys are in my small group now. So, But um, this, it, I love parables. I mean, he gave them to us so we can see things through our own eyes. And there's a lot of things we'll never understand. But... Um, this, this is easy to understand in most parts, but our king left, and he's given us things. Like I said, he, he, a talent and a minna doesn't just represent money. And sure, it does, but it also has to do with love. What have you done with the love that he's given you? Have you shared that with anybody? Can you say somebody loves because you've loved them? Same thing with the joy. What about family? What have you done with the family that you have? We all have different we all have different families, different amount. But what have you done with the things he's given you? He owns it all, owns everything. So how do you see the king's return? Okay. Are you afraid? Are you going to be those servants that's excited and says, Master, this is what you've given me. Look. then after that we know what he'll say well done good and faithful servant so I like this parable because it, it allows you to really look at how you're doing things but uh, it's not easy to talk about the second coming and what comes with that but um, our Jesus is perfect our king and our master is perfect and um, the last thing is you know, what are you doing with, with the gifts he's given you? And like I said, that's everything. That's everything from 
you know, I got three little kids, and uh, they're all different. And uh, some people have more kids, some people have less kids. But what are you doing with your kids? Can you say that your kids are going to know Jesus because of you? But, uh, but I'm excited. Now, that's going to be a day that you can't get away from. The people that didn't want Jesus to be their king, he became king anyway. He came back, and Jesus is going to come back. Whether we die and go see him or he comes here in our lifetime, we're going to come face to face with him. And we're not going to be with a group of people looking at him, and he's going to talk. He's going to go face to face and really get into, what have you been doing while you've been here? But, um, but I thank God that if you believe in Jesus and you repent and turn away from sin, through faith you are saved by his grace. So your life isn't over, and we all have different stories, different backgrounds. Um, some of us didn't really hear about Jesus till we were older or till we were younger, and he knows that. He knows our abilities and know what we're capable of. But it's what you, it, when he comes back, he's going to expect something. It's not going to be, well, I'm glad to see you. Please come into heaven right now. We're going to talk to him. and He's going to want to know what we did with our things. But, um, but he's a loving God. And uh, I can say that I'm excited to see him. And, uh, uh, I mean, that could be later today. That could be tomorrow. We don't know. He didn't tell us. But, um, well done, good and faithful servant. That's just something I can't imagine hearing. Well done, good and faithful servant. But, but like I said, this was intended for small group. And uh, <laughs> small group, we started at 6.30. This last Friday, we didn't end until 11. So uh, luckily, this is not going to happen today. But uh, I just want to say that uh, for those, I don't know you all, but I do, I care about you. And uh, I can honestly say that here at this church that we care about people. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know how to end. I really don't know how to end. What do you, no? No? Just pray? Okay. Okay. Like I said, normally in small group we have food. We normally eat and kids are screaming and uh, I don't know, not to get too into it, but we had an accident last time. There was blood involved in it and everything. So it, uh, then, then it's like, oh, okay, well, it's time to go home. But uh, we don't have that. Oh, thank goodness. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll just go ahead and pray. And then I'll turn it over back to Tyler. So, Lord, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for uh, your love. And uh, we thank you for the ability, Lord, that we get to know you, and we get to spend time with you. And, uh, Lord, we know that you're coming back. And we know that uh, uh, with you we will live in eternity. And, uh, Lord, you give us different gifts. And, Lord, we thank you for these gifts. And please allow us to take these gifts and honor you with them. Everything belongs to you. And we, we thank you that you, you love us enough to share those things with us. And Lord, I ask that if people don't know you, that, they can, that you just continue to work in them, Lord. And Lord, your word says that the Holy Spirit pulls people to you. And uh, Lord, I just continue to pray for those that they can know you and they can live with you. And, uh, Lord, I thank you that uh, people that, are, that do know you 
And um, Lord, maybe they haven't been using their gifts so well. Please bring that up to us. Please uh, allow the Holy Spirit just to talk in us and bring those things up that we're not using the way that we should be using. And Lord, we ask your forgiveness for those things. And uh, Lord, we love you and we give you all the praise. Well, thank you for joining us for this lesson from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360 or you can email us at victoryfwb at gmail.com. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email, call, or send a request to 223 Scott Troy Road, O'Fallon, Illinois, 62269. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.